Welcome to Beave Does Movies, my name is James Bevo. welcome to the show, and uh, yeah, so we're uh, deep in Halloween, uh, the month of October, uh, as you can see by the pre previous release, we've been doing the Halloween specials, I've been watching a movie every day, recording my thoughts, and then bringing my thoughts to you guys, uh, so far, I'm, uh, I'm three days in, uh, I'm being a bit late with the fourth day. Still not decided what I'm going to watch, but I'm thinking of watching a bad movie just because I've, I've had a, a string of good movies lately, so I'm kind of wanting to torture myself a little bit. Uh, other than that, uh, I'm doing good. Doing good, guys. Uh, yeah. God damn it. Two minutes in, and we're already uh, lost for words. I do believe I am in the final thralls of the Solo Saga, guys. We're finally, we're nearly there. I can taste it. I can taste the guests looking at me as I'm yelling at them about whatever the fuck I'm talking about. But I'm there. I'm nearly there. I've, I'm already starting to bu book a couple of guys. I'm so close. The madness is real. So much so that I've been doing two episodes to keep me preoccupied. And then it's making me even more mad. So, guys, we're nearly there. Trust me. I've got some great ideas coming up. I can feel them. Right now, I'm reaching my hand out, gripping this imaginative like this imagination thing descriptive words i know i'm not gonna edit this at all this is this is just me riffing off the top but i'm done <laughs> i'm done solo i might have one more in me but you will not hear me alone for the next 80 episodes until the end end of 2020 I will not do this solo unless I have to. They put a gun to my head and tell me you must do a solo episode. I'll be like, give me sweet death because I'm done. Uh, yeah, it's been a ride. And I might come back to these movies in the future. The, the movies that I've done now, I might come into the future with somebody to introduce them to. Some of the, like Berserker is definitely something I'm coming back to. Uh, this movie is something I'm coming back to. Uh, Helitosis can go fuck itself. This is just me rambling on, but what else did I... Oh, Maniac Cop. I might do Maniac Cop again, because I do plan to do the sequel. So, yeah, I might even just repeat these episodes and then just delete these madness drivel that I'm doing right now and then just put the real episode 17, 18, or whatever you like. Uh, yeah. So, uh, let's get into what we're going to be doing today. I, uh... I'm a big fan of a company called Full Moon Entertainment. Uh, famous for Puppet Master, famous for... Evil Bong that we watched recently, famous for the Ginger Dead Man, anything involving puppets or like practical effects. Charles Band is involved. Charles Band is the owner of Full Moon Entertainment. Uh, he's the head guy. He writes everything, directs everything. Well, he writes most all of it, or he'll have like a hand in directing. I don't know. I'm just going off the top of my head. And I found out they had a streaming service, and the amount of entertainment this man has given me, I've decided to. Put my hand in my pocket and throw it to him. So for like nine ninety five a month, I signed up for Full Moon Entertainment's streaming service. And the gold that I found when I signed up and I found this movie, I've decided 
I'm going to... I found this movie, and I'm like, I've got to watch it. I watched 1990s Robot Wars. 1993, I believe. Oh, well, I'll get the full information on the next part, but yes. Get ready, guys. Robot Wars is here. Okay, guys, we are back, and let's talk Robot Wars. 1993, this movie came out, directed by Albert Band and written by his son, Charles Band, owner of Full Moon Entertainment. This movie came out in 1993 with a budget, well, there's no budget, unfortunately, but a runtime of 72 minutes. It was distributed by Paramount Home Video. I watched this on the Full Moon Entertainment Dream Service, starring Don Michael Pohl, Barbara Crampton, Lisa Rinna, and James Staley. Staley. I believe messing up that one right now. I do apologize, James Stalin. So let's uh, let's begin with the summary. During a tour using a giant mech known as Mega Two, it is attacked by Centros, who are known as the cent- like the bandits of this movie. Uh, the pilot Drake is uh, trying to say that let's just run away, but the chief of the movie is telling him, "Hey, you got to attack them. You got to stop them." Uh, using the giant tank, they start blasting, but eventually using the the tank's uh, laser, they managed to save the day. The uh, the next tour group arrives, including a journalist who is here to see a friend. Apparently there was a, a great uh, toxic gas attack, which is like, wrecked the earth uh, in 1993. And I actually found out that in 1993, that was when Matt Perlman had his first curry. Coincidence? I think not. Uh, so yeah, Drake constantly checks out the ass of this blonde that's on the tour. And being, like, uber-aggressive. Like, I keep saying like, for fuck's sake. But he's just being really aggressive. He's just constantly looking at the ass, saying, hey, hey, baby, hey, baby. Basically saying to her, I am going to spank you and for giving me lip. She decides to give him lip by punching him in the lip and bloody in his mouth. And, uh, yeah. He basically just offers to dick her down, spank her, and she... Re- she replies, being the strong female character that she is, by punching him in the mouth. Boss offers to uh, sell a robot to visitors from the Eastern Alliance, who are mainly Asian. Apparently, they were like, at war a while ago, and they ended up coming together after a great war. And now they're working together. Blonde, meanwhile, says that something is fishy is going on. She believes there is a cache of weapons which are illegal because there was this big dearmament uh, treaty signed between both sides when they joined together as one. Uh, Drake believes the Eastern Alli- Alliance are also uh, weaponizing the, the Centros, the bandits of this movie, because he finds Eastern Alliance technology on their tanks. He begs the chief to cancel the tour, but chief tells him to take a vacation to somewhere known as New Chicago, because apparently it's very windy. Uh, eventually then, join uh, uh, this weird kendo scene where the elite Eastern Alliance are just Hitting each other with sticks using like the old Japanese style, even though they're kind of Chinese. They have like kendo. It's anything Asian in this movie is equated to one like group. It's all these stereotypes into one group. Uh, it's a product of its time. Uh, apparently, though, the leader of it is known as Wall E. Uh, yeah, as in the Pixar movie Wally, with one L instead of two. Uh, apparently, uh, he knows Drake very well. I think they might have fought each other in the war. Uh, it doesn't really explain. We also have uh, Drake's co-pilot, Stumpy. And uh, during an investigation with uh, Drake, he does his best John Wayne impression. By running out and yelling, remember the Alamo. And this gets 
the, enough attention on him for Drake to just shoot him from like underneath a garbage pit. Investigate it for any evidence that the East, Eastern Alliance is involved. Report to the chief about their findings, but he refused to listen as Jake warns that they will be killed. But Wally and crew are already on board the Mega Mega Two, and they are basically showing him how to pilot the Mega Two, uh, so that when he buys it, he knows how to do it. Uh, the blonde and the journalist friend start to investigate Crystal Vista uh, for clues about the weapons. Crystal Vista is like an abandoned city that's still up. Uh, the rest are like rubble, but this one is the only pristine uh, town on Earth. And you can tell it's pristine, a.k.a. they run out of budget and they just found some random town and they didn't want to add pay for any sets because a lot of it is just the same set over and over. Uh, they 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 leave and then she goes back and she's immediately caught by the Eastern Alliance and uh, the Centros because surprise surprise they're working together. Uh, Wally turns and holds everyone hostage, hijacking the Meg the Me- Mega Two and gloating at the Chief. Uh, Wally begins b- blasting through the dome to get to the leaders as Drake searches for the legendary, which has been mentioned before, Mega One. Uh, leader, which is the blonde, is captured by the Centros and Eastern Lions, but Stumpy yelling, remember the Alamo, that's his catchphrase apparently, saves the day, and oh, apparently Drake is here too, forget him. But now, Leader loves Drake. No reason, no reason at all, there's no build-up, there's nothing, it's just, oh, you're harassing me, I punched you, oh, thank you for saving me, You're, you're the love of my life, that's pretty much what happens, that's like, it goes from there, a little bit more flirting in the middle and then now she's madly in love with him because he saved saved her life which was pretty funny to me uh just because this movie is 71 minutes long there's no room for character development in this apart from some small beats here and there wally hears that his associate sing sing is dead because of drake and he mourns him we then get that drake finds mega one this mysterious mega one that was built during the war that stumpy's grandpa helped pilot we then we then find that now mega two piloted by wally is now attacking drake because he killed his associate uh we then get mega one activated and he busts through the road of the town we uh we then get a robot war between mega one the legendary mega one Mega 2. Mega 1 piloted by Drake. Mega 2 piloted by Wally. Uh, Mega 1 rips off the carriage component to, to allow the hostages on Mega 2 to escape. You get more fights and Mega 2 blasts Mega 1 in the chest to drop him. Uh, he managed to get up but then he falls again. As Mega 2 goes to fi- finish him off using a chest blast he destroys Mega, Mega 1. I f- do not know what happened to Wally. But my guess is he died in the explosion when Mega 2 collapsed. Then, break and leader, kiss, and that's it. That's pretty much it. It's a brief summary. Let's get into the characters. First of all, let's go for Drake. Badass character. The usual cocky, arrogant main character. Badass pilot. Uh, likes to constantly carry like a match in his mouth. Every time you see him, he's got like a match hanging out of his mouth. That's his uh, cool guy trope. Uh, sexual harasser. First time he meets uh, Lita, uh, he's looking at her ass, threatening to spank her, basically planning to dick her down the entire time that he sees her, eventually until he saves her life and then becomes like this romantic Lafario. Uh, he has some good one-liners, uh, which I'm going to mention later on. 
Uh, and he had some fun in the acting. You could tell he was enjoying himself. Uh, I really, I, I really liked him. He was a uh, very cook, cookie cutter, but I liked the. He was like passionate when it came to like talking about, "Hey, chief, you dickhead, you gotta, you gotta let me get down there and and such." Uh, Stumpy, remember the Alamo? That's pretty much it. Uh, he's the bumbling, large side character that kind of helps him out. Uh, all he does is yell, remember the Alamo, and Beezer's biz- a distraction while Drake does all the work. Uh, then we've got the chief. Um, he basically chews the scenery every time he's there. He's just constantly grinning and looking mean and being authoritative, even though he's a good guy. I was, expect- I was actually expecting him in this movie to be a bad guy. I, was gonna- I thought it was going to be a turn, where it's the chief is planning to trap the Eastern Alliance by having the, the Centuros kill them. Turns out, though, uh, they were the good guys all along. So, yeah. Uh, and then we get to the best character, Wally. Wally, he's uh, a very Western Asian. Um, he speaks English. The entire movie doesn't, like, speak. Anything Asian, you know, he does is he, he practices kendo. He wears the full outfit and everything like that. But a lot of things he says are just very western like it's just some american-born actor playing you know someone from the east uh he just chews a scenery though every every time he's uh i'll mention it later in the highlights but just every time he's doing stuff he's just got this grimace or he's just cocky and arrogant when he says his one-liners and he's fantastic the way he says things uh, the best points though, because when he loses, he doesn't have a final villain screen. When it comes to these movies, these cheesy, bad but good movies, the villain's got to scream. The villain has got to have this heart-piercing scream. Like, he's all his plans are in flames. He's got to die. And he's just letting it all out. Ball had one. The villain from Cobra had one. They're, they're the hierarchy. Of best screams. This guy just went, eh. So, yeah, that was the characters. Uh, the blonde was okay. She, I like that she punched Drake in the face, uh, leader. Uh, that was pretty much, she was just a journalist. Dude. She was kind of a damsel in distress, which is a part of the 90s whole thing. So, uh, yeah, let's get into highlights. Graphics for 1993 really are good for the time. It's a lot of stop motion, but. You can see there's a lot of time and effort put into these effects. I really enjoyed it. The laser beams, not so much. Uh, you can tell that they just added on and they painted on. And it, it kind of took away from the, the, the smoothness of the robots when they when you see them moving around. The main uh, Mega 2 mech looks really badass. It's like this giant scorpion with this laser tail. And it moves badass. Drake, like I said, Drake basically harasses his woman and gets punched in the face. And this turns him on even more. He actually says, oh, I love a woman that can give a punch. I'm like, Jesus Christ. And then we've got another great line here. Let me ask you a question. Was your daddy rich and your mama good looking? And then slaps his forearm at him, basically implying that his parents' marriage was just a sham because she... His mom wanted his dad's money. I was like, Jesus Christ, man, leave him alone. He's just doing his job. But then, when Drake asks the chief to look into his eyes to prove he has the killer instinct, the look from the chief when he's like, oh shit, this motherfucker means it. It's just a hilarious piece of acting. And it just works so well that you know where the characters stand. Uh, 
one whole scene is centered around this uh, kendo fight, and I'm like, the fuck is going on? Is this just like the entertainment? And I was expecting it to to show Drake's skill as a person, and they actually Wally actually asked Drake, "I hear you're pretty good at the Asian arts and shit like that." And so apparently his Asian arts is to hit him in the balls with a stick and then hit him in the face. That is the Asian arts, apparently. That's the Asian arts of 1993. She took in college only because it would get him a pass. So, yeah, and he got to see in it, which is, you know, information. Um, another thing I, know, I actually noticed, uh, actually, that last scene actually got a laugh from me. That was one of the funniest, just because it was like, you'd expect him to do all this badass stuff, and now he just hits him in the balls and tells him fuck off uh so it seems the centros are hispanic the the eastern alliance is asian and the good guys are white so i was like "Ah, this movie won't work today it won't work today at all you know you would need a couple of characters here there and everywhere but it won't work today uh the replacement pilot 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 is named will bowls that that's the name they came up with let's go back to crystal vista the abandoned city Pretty much, they found town that was cheap enough for them to film in. I wasn't a set, and they was like, you know what, let's just film in here and pretend it's an abandoned city. That was pretty much the whole thing. Because uh, whenever you see the, this, like them walking around, everywhere's beautifully clean. Like, no one's touched. Like, they've got a regular cleaner there, apparently. Maybe because it's a tour, because the robots go through tours on all the sections, maybe... As part of the tour, they have a couple of cleaners cleaning up the place so that people can look around. Can some people play this really weird game? It's like Rock'em Sock'em Robots, but they have these like little like side pieces. That when they touch down, creates this laser gate. And the, the robots are just wandering around, and eventually one of them drops, and that's the game. So it's like a Rock'em Sock'em combined with Beyblade with lasers and robots. And I was like, kind of want to try that out. Kind of want to try that out. Uh, Drake is referencing, which doesn't surprise me in the context of the film, that his, his hero is Ralph Cramden. So, considering the way he treats women, you can kind of guess his character. Uh, apparently in 30 years' time, uh, as they're in Crystal Vista, they walk past this uh, movie theater. And apparently, in 30 years' time, there's going to be 43 more Puppet Master movies in theaters. Because, as you can see on the marquee, is Puppet Master 54. We're on 10 right now. I think 11. Uh, <laughs> um, Wally just, as he's doing the demonstration for Mega 2, he just randomly yells, Hot diggity damn. And I'm like, that's not very. Uh... People still use that in 2041? They don't use it in 2018, the year right now. I don't even think they even used it in. Did they, did they use it in 1993? Either way. Um, don't use that. Then no one should use that. That's that's horrible. But Wally gets points just for busting that out. Uh, the Centros, uh, as I noticed from this set point on, their their outfits, uh, high class. Uh, they're wearing khakis, black hoodies, and sunglasses. That's it, and maybe a gun. That's their uh, their uniform. They probably spent it on the uh, Eastern Lines. Had these cool black and red outfits. When Wally and his men take over and hold the group hostage, he basically throws his hands up in the air and yells, We won! As everyone cheers him on. As he's talking to the chief, we're getting into the Wally uh, quotes right now. 
He goes, next time I bow to you, you can, you can kiss my ass. And then, when he talks about how he killed Will Bowles, he goes, Bowles, he on what you call 20th century on ice. And he, he really, like, lets out that s onto it. Uh, yeah, and then when he's, uh, right, when he's driving to the dome to go attack the chief and everybody, uh, one of the members, one of the hostages is freaking out and wanting out. So he just decides to open it so the motherfucker can just drop out. And then you just kind of, like, you just see him, like, chut laughing to himself. Comes time for the chief to, uh, finally ask Drake, we need you back. Drake is hungover during this entire scene and is asking the fuck are you doing here and they're like it's, it's his office and he's like oh fuck it's just hilarious that he's just completely fucked off his ass hung over and he's just being a belligerent asshole to the chief which in in the context of the movie it works because he was always right and they didn't listen to him uh wally as he's driving he pulls these scenery chewing faces as he's like grimacing and just like you know touching buttons and he's just He's owning it. He's owning it. And I was, like, really looking forward to the fight. But unfortunately, the fight was very luster, as I will tell later. But there's no close-ups of him, like, like struggling as he's doing it. So I was really disappointed that the one thing that I was looking forward to, which was the fight, was a big letdown. Uh, for, for a legendary disused robot in Mega 1, the fact that they could activate it like that... Maybe it's future technology, I don't know, but, like, these characters are in their 20s and 30s, and it was a legend to them, to their grandpa. So, these are old, this is an old-ass machine, and they can activate it immediately. He had, like, 76% battery, according to the screen. Uh, <laughs> then when, when Wally sees, you know, reintroduces himself to Drake, he gives line of the fucking movie. He goes, peekaboo. I kill you. And I had to pause and just leave for a moment because mwah, legendary quotes. So the look of Mega One, it, it kind of looks like Shockwave from Transformers. Not the one that turns into the cassette, the one that's left on Cybertron. Giant robot, two legs, kind of a, like a square rectangly head. Uh, the fight while interesting, the lesser budget really harmed it because it was a lot of in-close. We had some cool shots, but I really wish there was a section where Mega One grabbed the tail of Mega Two, and I was hoping it would just rip it off and just beat it with it. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. It just did like a chest blast and blew it up. Uh, and then at the end of the movie, proving that Jake is, Drake is a jackass, he basically says to his friend, "Hey, buddy, I'm gonna need you to uh, back off for 50 years. I think I found her." And I'm like, "So what you're saying is?" I got a girlfriend now. Fuck off. Go fuck yourself. Some people should be like, remember the Alamo and go fuck yourself. Because if, if a friend said that to me, I'm like, the fuck does that mean? See you later. You know, I'm going to need some time alone for 50 years. Go fuck yourself. I saved your life. I to, we won't even be in this predicament, predicament of being saved if it weren't for me activating the robot, potentially sacrificing my life. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, fuck Drake. Uh, but then, <laughs> bit of retribution. Apparently Drake's first name is Marion, which is made from by uh, Lita. Uh, and then, that's it. That's the end of the movie. Uh, that's the highlights. Uh, we finish on a credit 
and one of the credits is for uh, Centro's main man. Apparently, he's the main man. And that was it. Uh, that was the movie. Uh, I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, the final fight really suffered, but the effects were great. Um, for a Robot War Wars movie, the Robot War was lackluster, but the characters and the acting was... It was really cheesy, but a good cheesy, a fun cheesy. Uh, you just got to see this for Wally. He is great. Despite not screaming is uh, to his death, he has some great lines. Peekaboo, I kill you. I'm actually planning. I'm actually planning to uh, do an end of year rewards, and I'm going to do a best villain. And this, that's going to be like the the top award. That's going to be the top award, best villain. And Wally and Boar are like neck and neck right now. So yeah, that, um, I will be right back. We're just going to be uh, doing some uh, updates and small chatting. And then, uh, yeah, I can tell you all to get out of here. Welcome back, guys. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, hopefully, you pause this episode, on this movie, and watch The Greatness of Robot Wars. Because I recommend it. Uh, funny enough, another great movie, uh, Robot Jocks. Uh, it's made by the same company, involves a lot of the same writers and uh, i believe the director too uh this is meant to be well believed to be a sequel but it's just the same production company and similar giant robots fighting so fortunately not a sequel but robot jocks is awesome too so now uh yeah so tuesday expect uh halloween special part two expect the finale of the solo series or maybe not uh, still on the fence about that i might try and bust out no promises, but either way, you guys will be getting an episode every week now. Uh, I'm going on vacation in December, uh, but I'm still going to be releasing content. I'm going to be working like a crazy person. I'm going to be busy like a beaver. Yeah, I had to say it. Uh, yeah, so guys, thank you very much for listening. I decided to implement something into the Beaver Does Movies interaction. And what it is, is it's a tip, y'all. Uh, you don't have to pay into it. It's just there. If you if you enjoy the content and you feel you want to support me, go ahead. If not, cool. No problem at all. This will always be free. Anything else I do for a monetary gain will be on top. It will never, ever be behind a paywall. Everything that's released now will be released to the public. If, uh, it, if I have to delete some episodes because of storage, I will... Just send me a message and I will email you the link because I do not believe in a paywall because it's just money grubbing, in my opinion. So uh, this tip jar, let's get back into money. Speaking of money grubbing, uh, it's called Coffee, K-O-F-I. So my link is uh, coffee, K-O-F-I.com slash movies. Uh, you can also find, I've also pinned it on my Facebook and my Twitter. So if you feel free to donate, if not, this will always be free. I just appreciate it if you would. But guess what? No skin off my back. I'm doing this for the fun of it. I love this. This is my new this is my new every time I start a week, I get up and I'm like, what am I gonna do for the podcast? I don't think what am I gonna do for the podcast that can make me money? What am I doing for the podcast to entertain myself and entertain you? That that is all. But still, if you want to give me a donation, I'm, I'm not going to say no. I'm not, I'm not daft. I will not turn down money. What, what am I? Stupid? No. I will take, I will take your money. 
I will take your money. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh uh, yeah, so that's that's kind of got went down a dark circle. But anyway, at Beaver does for Twitter, at Be- Beaver JMM for Instagram, Beaver does movies on Facebook, Beaver does movies at gmail.com If you want to send me an email, I'm not gonna send you it. I'm not gonna give me a, a, an address for snail mail because then that's just a problem in it, in itself. I'm not gonna give you my phone number because that's stupid as well. But what I'm going to say is thank you very much for listening. Get ready for Halloween Part 2. And thank you for listening. Adios, fellas.